October's Children is a paranormal horror podcast and contains language and subject matter not suitable for all audiences. Content warnings can be found in our show notes. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back. Seems the girl from away survived her first weekend in the wilds of Wolfbrook. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Thank you. Um, hey, can I ask you a question? It's a free country. Or at least as free as it's ever been. Which is to say it isn't, really. Did you know we got demoted by the Center for Systemic Peace from a full democracy to an anocracy a couple years ago? Anyway, hey, you look rattled. What's up? I'm following up on a lead for a story, but I can't seem to actually find what I need to find. Geographically, I mean. My GPS is being less helpful than I'd like, and people keep trying to give me directions based on landmarks that aren't actually there. Like a barn that burned down a few years ago? Ah, yes. Welcome to New England. It's a thing. Um, okay. Uh, hey, any chance you could maybe help a girl out? I'm looking for a place called Andronicus Hill Road. Also, another cup of coffee, please. One order of jet fuel coming up. As to the other thing, I, uh, I think I might know a guy. Do you remember Jeff? found this place on my own. Sure. I mean, there are three different roads in town with some version of Smith in the name, and two entirely unrelated and unconnected old Forsyth roads. Uh-huh. I think Ginberry Street might be a full circle. How can a street be a full circle? How would you even number the houses? And there were no signs for this road either. Plow. It makes me really wonder what... Huh? There's no sign because he got hit by a plow. January, two, three years back, Bill Stewart was driving. Said a bee got into the cabin with him. Do you often get active beehives in municipal vehicles in the middle of winter here? No. But one time I took the wall out of an office in the community center to fix the HVAC. Found a beehive inside. It was a good 10, 12 foot across. Surprisingly, I did not find that story particularly reassuring. Hey, what's that? Broken glass? Safety glass looks like. Would you mind if we take a look? Fine by me. I'm off for the day. Doesn't look like much. Maybe this isn't the place. What are you looking for exactly? The scene of um, some kind of accident on Andronicus Hill Road. Well, I'd say this is your best bet then. I take this route pretty much daily, and this is the only spot with anything like that. Okay, so this is the place. Fantastic. Now I just need to figure out what happened. I thought you said there was an accident. 
I mean, yeah, totally. I just, I thought there would have been more left behind than some broken glass. You mean like some sort of weird purple liquid, tire tracks from heavy towing equipment, and trees that look like they've been mauled by an especially cranky bear? I hadn't really gotten that specific, but... Oh... Yeah. You know, you're really good at this whole journalism thing. Kind of you to say, but really, I've just seen enough drunk mass holes drive their SUVs into the woods to know what that looks like. Hmm. I'll admit that the purple goo on the glass is a new one on me, though. And look at the way the trees are broken. What about it? They're pointed towards us. So they weren't hit by a car leaving the road? No. They were taken down by something coming out of the woods. Something the size of a Buick and dripping purple goo. Oh, thank you again for all your help with my errands, dear. You really didn't have to. That's sweet, Mrs. C., but my court order says I actually really do have to. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but I am very sure it does not say that you have to be so nice to me while you do. You even argued with that cashier who tried to cheat me. They weren't really trying to cheat you, but they did double-scan the chicken. You see? Thieves. May they die of an embarrassing disease of an unmentionable body part and be a source of such shame to their family that their gravestone bears a stranger's name. Well, that was oddly specific. So, any big plans for the rest of the day? Oh my, yes. I have to can some of the vegetables from the garden and there are some squirrels I need to poison and then I... I... I need to hide. Hide from the devil. Hide! Hide from the devil! The grave has spat him up and he comes wreathed in fire! Whoa! Mrs. Castellanos, calm down! Good afternoon, ladies. Is everything all right? The devil wears a shining face, but he eats children and rats and offal! He drinks the dreams of prisoners! Oh dear, is she having one of her episodes? Um, yeah, she just started freaking out. Child of the broken cross, destroyer of generations, shadow from the dark forest. Here, let me help you with those. We would not want the tin salmon to roll into traffic. Thanks. We appreciate your help. Don't we, Mrs. C? Hide! Hide! Hide from the thing! And hide from the devil! It is quite sad to see her like this. She was always so vibrant when I was a child. Always quick with a joke or a song. Are you a friend of the family? My father was. I have not kept in touch as often as I should have, probably. I had not realized she had gotten this bad.
Everything all right here, folks? I believe so, Captain. Mrs. Castellanos has had something of a trying day, and Miss Samard was about to escort her home. That is right, is it not, Miss Samard? Um, yeah. Spot on. Come on, Mrs. C. Let's get you home. Nice to meet you, Mr... Walters. John Walters. Great to see you again, Captain Beaumont. Oh, I'm sure. Let's keep the speed below highway rates on your way back home, okay? I'd hate to have to call your dad to explain that I busted you for recklessly endangering an elderly citizen while performing your community service. Would be tyrants hide behind the shield of liberty to drip poison in the ears of children? And I can't wait to see your decorative gourd display this year, Sophia. Take care now. Come on. What the fuck was that, John? As I said, Sophia was having one of her spells. You sure you didn't provoke her? Somehow? How would I do that? And for that matter, why would I want to? Because you like to fuck with people, John. Even assuming that were true, Sophia would make for poor sport. Why play with a broken toy when there are so many others to choose from? If I had to guess, I'd probably say childhood trauma. But I don't actually give a shit. Is there something I can help you with, Captain? You know, I could bring you in just for fun. Maybe I just happen to find some narcotics in your pocket. Laced with fentanyl. Or meth. Hmm. Perhaps our upbringings were not so dissimilar after all. I could put you in a very small concrete room, just because. You certainly could. Let us follow that course of logic. Without my steady hand at the tiller, my automotive business would fail. The question arises, who would discreetly dispose of vehicles for you? To say nothing of the small matter of the bodies of all those missing persons. Who knows where they might show up? Are you threatening me? Not at all. Just pointing out that the world is a more welcoming and convenient place for you while I remain at liberty and left to my own devices. 9L1, 9L1, we have a situation. 901, go ahead. Reports of shots fired at 27%. Officer Beale on scene, requesting assistance. Laverne's place. This better not be about those damn possums again. All right, I'm en route. Tell Pritchard not to do anything stupid. 901 out. The citizens of Wolfbrook call for their hero? Yes, they do. Stay out of trouble, John. Of course. Always a pleasure, Captain. Publisher, be damned, be damned. There are nights when the glamour and riches of the academic life just don't seem to live up to all the hype. What time is it? Oh, dear God. Excuse me, young man. 
Would you be able to help me find a book I'm looking for? Oh, hello, sir. Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm not actually a librarian. I, uh, I'm aware. Bob went to take his break, though, and doesn't seem to have left anyone else on the desk. Bob, uh, you mean Robert? Uh, Mr. Levesque? Uh, not sure I've ever heard anyone call him Bob before. Yeah, between age and familiarity, he said I'd earn the right. Huh. Anyway, a book hunt. Uh, in a manner of speaking. Sure, why not? I'd say it's pretty clear that I'm not making any more progress on SZ, a post-structuralist review through the lens of neo-expressionism tonight. I've been meaning to ask, are you a veteran? What? Oh, my cane. Uh, no, nothing like that. Uh, cerebral palsy, relatively mild. I won't be winning any marathons, but I get around well enough. Uh, lay on, Macduff. Uh, it's Maya. Samuel Maya. Oh, uh, right. Sorry. Yes, uh, my name is Conrad Fielding. Yeah, I know. Um, apologies, but have we met? Uh, you may have seen me around. Been with Physical Plant a few years. Mop the floors, vacuum the carpets, <laughs> that sort of thing. Right. Yes, of course. Uh, how awful of me. I couldn't recall. <clears throat> so, you're looking for a book, and we're in a library. Splendid start. Uh, any idea what section it's in, or are we starting with a trip to one of the computers? Well, should be in the 900s. You have the Dewey Decimal System memorized. I are, bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. I'm more of a the ancient philosophers or just past the potted plant on the left sort of man myself. Anyway, 900s, 900s, the writing on the wall says that's this way. Should be just up ahead. May I ask the actual name of our quarry? The Book of Dead Names. You're joking. Hey, up. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Alone in a library in the middle of the night, and accosted by someone asking about the Necronomicon. That sounds suspiciously like the plot of one of Ollie's favorite movies. Uh, Ollie? friend of mine, uh, runs Unhallowed Grounds. Oh, oh, right, right, of course, uh, Ollie. <laughs> yeah, they're a big fan of horror movies and such. Well, we're not in for anything that exciting. Uh, just a book of old survey maps. Maybe some local history if we're feeling particularly adventurous. And still have time before the place closes. Nine hundreds, here we are. So where do we need to see a map of? Well, here, actually. Wolfbrook. Tell me, Conrad. You ever stop to wonder about how parts of a place get named? About the indigenous name of a lake? Or about who we choose to lionize and dedicate ball fields to? Not really, I suppose. Main Street seems pretty obvious. Water Street, too. Most places I've lived have had a bridge street. and Then there's the streets named after trees, of course. I guess I've always thought that the rest are named by the committee? Well, nowadays, it's mostly real estate developers. That's how you get complexes made out of bargain bin materials with names like Golden Acre Estates. Yeah, before that, it was usually some bureaucrat, or their flunky, sometimes just muddling along as best they could, sometimes with an eye to making or erasing history. That's actually quite interesting. 
names have power. But that's nothing new. Just remember to take a look around once in a while and think. You'll be a damn sight more prepared for the world than most if you can manage that much. Anyway, you've done a kindness, letting an old man ramble on. Well, back to the task at hand. You ever hear of Andronicus Hill Road? I love you, but I am never letting you choose my ringtone again. <sighs> oh. Hey, Renee, what's up? Oh my god, Ollie. We were on Bridge Street, right? Just came out of Alexander's. We had, like, 12 bags of groceries. And Mrs. C totally loses it. And that guy from the car dealership, he shows up. She's screaming. And then she rolls in, like, the doom that came to fucking Sarnath. And- okay, wait, 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 wait. What happened? Start over. Maybe try using some actual names. Right. Okay. Yes. So, I was out with Mrs. Castellanos for my community service. You remember her? Ah, uh, sure. Sweet older lady. Uh, puts up those great jack-o'-lanterns and carved turnips for Halloween every year. Yeah. So, we went grocery shopping, and we're heading back to the car, right? And Mrs. C, she has these... I don't know. She's got Alzheimer's or something. I'm not exactly sure, but sometimes she gets lost in her own head or forgets things, gets confused, you know? So she starts ranting and raving, and I mean literally ranting and raving, totally loses her shit. And you know that automotive place? The one with the, like, yellow sheet metal pavilion thing? The one that has those creepy inflatable tube guys that flail around out front? No, no, that's Ballard's. Oh, right. I hate those inflatable tube guys, though. They are indeed creepy as shit, but I need you to listen. Okay, okay. So, not Ballard's. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, sure, the one over on Merrill. I'm with you now. So the owner, he comes up to us, and he's got this... Have you ever heard him talk? Something is super off about that guy. Anyway, Mrs. Z dropped a bunch of stuff, and this guy, named John Walters, apparently, starts picking stuff up and rebagging it for us, but I don't know. Something about it just feels... Then, out of nowhere, Captain fucking Beaumont pulls up and does that menacing concern thing she does. Like, Darth Soccer Mom. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then John Walter steps in to give me some covering fire, like, everything is fine, officer. Right, Miss Samard? Mrs. Castellanos is still freaking out, so I'm like, sure, yep, you know it. And I take Mrs. C and we get the hell out of there. She calms down almost immediately. Which is great, but also weird, because what the fuck? And I'm halfway home before I realize I never told the guy my name. How did he know my name, Ollie? Okay. Well, what do you mean, okay? I mean, okay, go on, finish the story. That's it. That, that's the whole story. Wait, 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 so you're upset because this John Walters guy knew your name? Yes, Jesus. Okay. Uh, let me try and frame this for you. John Walters, the owner of a long-standing and prominent business in the small town of Wolfbrook, New Hampshire, happened to recognize Renee Samard, the daughter of Robert Samard, the man who owns literally half of the Main Street Corridor. 
The same Robert Samard whose family has owned the local paper mill for over 200 years. This would also be the same Robert Samard who, along with his family, that's you, has appeared on the front page of the local paper at least, what, a dozen times a year? For approximately forever? Rich Guy A recognizes Rich Guy B's daughter. He probably recognized you from a yacht club party or something. I don't know. It just felt... really weird. Oh, and that fellow human is a perfectly legit thing to say. I don't want to belittle your feelings at all. You have every right to be sketched out by some creepy guy accosting you. I just thought it was worth reminding you that pretty much everyone in town knows who you are. Anonymous, you are not. Listen, I hate to bail, but I actually have to get going. I promise I'll call you later to check in, though, okay? I'm not blowing you off. But if I don't get the parts for my car now, it's not going to pass inspection, and then I won't be able to drive to work, which means none of the cool people in town will get coffee tomorrow, and that will pretty much be the end of civilization as we know it. Okay. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Yeah, always, friend. Take care. I'll call you. And we're here. Xerxes? Xerxes, you around? Ollie, what brings you to my humble establishment? I may or may not be in dire need of a taillight so that my venerable vehicle might be judged roadworthy by the overlords. You know, we see eye to eye on most matters of policy, but even I think that car inspections serve a purpose. Emissions regulation, if nothing else. Gah! Curse you for confusing me with your facts and logic. If I could afford it, I'd go electric. You know that. Hell, I'd walk. But you can't. And you don't. So here you are. Again. You sure you don't want to trade up? What's the point of trading one junker for another? Well, it might not routinely fall to pieces during your morning commute, for one thing. Intentionally driving a vehicle you can actually see disintegrate while you operate it offers some insight into your moral character. But since we're friends, I won't hazard a guess as to what that insight might be. Remind me again why you left the ivory towers of MIT to run this place. Shorter hours and better company. You put in 12-hour days and work alone. I do, yes. I see what you did there. Clever. I think so. At least most days. Would you like to see something interesting? Is it a working passenger side taillight for a 2007 Toyota Corolla? No. I said interesting, not insipid. <sighs> Fine. What is the glorious new contraption you've invented this time? Oh, oh, is it another exploding toaster oven? Because those are always a hoot. That happened exactly once, and it didn't explode. It caught fire. And the only reason it caught fire, friend Ollie, was because you forced the polarized plug into the outlet the wrong way round and tried to heat an entire bag of pizza rolls in one go. The proletariat required sustenance. You forgot your lunch. Now, what do you make of this? Ah, uh, ooh. You're trying to make an art installation out of bits of scrap? Look closer. All right, all right. Uh, you've got automotive bits, screws, washers, some rebar. 
some old tools and they're laid out in a spiral. Closer. Okay, not a spiral. More like a... Well, no, it it is a spiral, but it's got little bits spiraling off of itself. Like a... Whatchamacallit? The thingy. Uh, a fractal. Like a fractal. Excellent. Well spotted. Well, gee, Teach, do I get a gold star? No. But you do get a passenger side taillight for a 2007 Toyota Corolla. Sold. All right, so... What's with the fractal pattern, Xerxes? What gave you the urge to lay out thousands of bits of metal like this? Nothing. You did it just for laughs? Ollie, I didn't do it at all. Wait, what? Came to the yard a few days ago and found it. Well, something like it. Just a simple spiral the first time. Thought it might have been vandalism. So I raked it up, took it apart... Next day, I found another one, more complex than the first. Took that one apart, too. I set one of my security cameras to watch this area and put a trail cam up as a backup. And you know what I saw when I watched the recordings? Nothing. No one. Just a bit of static now and then, and thousands of pieces of metal slowly growing into this. Let's get you that taillight. Thank you for listening to October's Children, Episode 2. A rough idea of the place. We hope that you enjoyed the show and that you'll stay with us as we continue to tell the story of Wolfbrook and all your friends who live there. After all, they're going to need all the help they can get. And who knows what might happen if you look the other way. October's Children is an original podcast created, written, and directed by Jacob Mendel with sound design by Derek Valen and produced by Derek Valen. October's Children features the voices of Joseph Boslinski, John Kava, Tinyi Skarsen, Johnny Machado, Wilhelmina Marie, Mossball, Stephen Murdoch, Karen O'Brien, Alexandra Ovin, Susanna Snowden If, Ray O'Hare, Luna, Luna, and Paul Warren. October's Children is an Arcana Cast production. Copyright 2022. If you'd like to help us keep the lights on, you can find us on Patreon at October's Children Podcast. You can also help us with a signal boost by giving our show a five-star rating and telling your friends about us. We couldn't do this without your support. And we hope you'll join us next time for a new view of Wolfbrook. Until then, remember, never appease tyrants. <laughs>